friends. Welcome to our online worship this week. I'm Ashley Atkins. I'm the associate pastor here at St. John. And a very special happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there rocking it out right now. If there's any Mother's Day that we have earned, I think it may be this one. Kudos to you for toughing it out through this quarantine. I hope that you can find some time to rest or have some joy and fun on this awesome day that is all about our moms. So congrats and happy Mother's Day to you. So we are continuing our series, Overcomers, and today we're going to be talking about others over isolation. And we're going to jump into the book of Romans, chapter 12, 12, verses 9 through 21. If you would, please read the word of God with me today. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. But leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. All right, so Paul writes this letter to the Romans, to those Roman Christians, to help them understand what it's like to be a Christian, to help them understand the righteousness of God that they have taken on. And at this portion in chapter 12 and forward, he really digs into the mystery of God's mercy, mainly so that they could understand that this mercy that they have accepted from God now has to be reflected and shown to other people through their relationships with them. And in this first verse, which is where I'm going to dwell for quite some time, we're going to look at those four words. Let love be genuine. Paul doesn't command, you must love with a genuine love. He doesn't say, you have to do this. No, he says, let love be genuine. It's an assumption, an assumption that once we take on this love of God, we can do nothing but show that love of God to others. Once we recognize that God loves us with this unconditional agape love, it has to be shown. And we do that because it's a basic, it's a basic transition whenever we are reborn. It is a basic need for us that when we know this love of God, we have to show it to others so that others may know that love. And then we show that love. Regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation, political affiliation, economic status, beliefs, the list goes on and on. I could stand here all day talking about the different types of stereotypes and labels and everything else. But no, we love because we know that we are all on the same playing field. Each of us needs God's grace and God's mercy, and we each need his love. When we know what we know, then we can love how Christ loves us, unconditional, without exclusion. That is genuine love, agape love. And this scripture goes on after those four words of let love be genuine to show us, to model how this love looks. You see, God loves us where we are 
but he doesn't leave us there. We are to become more and more like Christ. And in showing that love to others, that is how we are transformed. And when we look at Jesus, we know that all of these examples are given to us because they look at Jesus and they model how we are supposed to love based on how Jesus loved. Jesus loved inclusively. We aren't going to agree on everything. We aren't going to go, we're not going to see eye to eye on every single matter that there is to have an opinion about. The differences aren't what matter. What matters is the power that we give to those differences. We allow differences to drive us apart when we should allow love to connect us. And once we allow God's love to be that tie to that harmony that Paul mentions, living in harmony, everything else, the beliefs, the experiences, the labels, the stereotypes, the experiences, the personalities, all of that will fall to the wayside and it will become part of God's plan and his work and he'll sort it out without us needing to know the why or the how. We are not the judge or the jury. We leave that, thankfully, to God, can I get an amen? I don't think any of us want that pressure. I think about, in this scripture, a coin. And we've all heard that quote, same side, or two sides of the same coin. Now, when we look at this coin, we can see the two sides. The first side could be our lens, what our humanity brings, our bias, our experiences, how, they, how we see them is shaped by who we are. But when we flip that coin, still the same coin, still the same person, we see them how God sees them. And when we see them how God sees them, then we can love them freely, knowing that we are all on that same playing field that I mentioned. If we don't flip that coin, if we don't allow ourselves to see them as God sees them, we put them in a box. And by putting that person in a box, we put God in a box. And that my friends, is when we isolate. When we isolate people by allowing that difference, allowing that bias, allowing whatever it is that we are holding against that person without fully knowing them and not seeing them the way God sees them, we isolate them. We lose any opportunity that we would have to connect with them, to allow our light to shine that shows God for them. We also fail to practice compassion and understanding and the opportunity to hear their story. What if God did that with us? What if Jesus, during his journey to the cross and through the resurrection, had done that to us, had held our sin against us, had held our strongholds, our struggles, our challenges against us? Well, friends, we'd be up the creek without a paddle for one thing. In fact, when we look at Jesus' ministry, we realize that the only people he excluded were the people that isolated others, the people who had differences. They chose difference over love. In the Universal Christ, a book by Richard Rohr, he says, the only thing Jesus excluded was exclusion itself. So how do we love without judgment? Not all judgment is bad. I will go ahead and name that. Sometimes we have to judge to keep ourselves safe and to protect people that we love. But how often have we disregarded someone or not loved because of something we assumed, labeled, or misjudged? I want to give you a couple minutes to spend some time with God. 
I want you to take this time to reflect. Has your love been genuine or has it been exclusive? Invite God in for instruction, for revelation, for refinement. Like I said, we're on a journey to become more Christ-like. Take this next couple of minutes to realize, are there, is there someone God's laying on my heart? Is there a group or a stereotype or a label or a bias that I'm holding that is keeping me from loving the way that God wants me to love others? Approach God during this time with humility, be vulnerable, and be honest. We'll be right back. hope that time for you was a time that you felt God's spirit with you, that you were able to dig a little deeper. Sometimes it's really hard for us to look inward to see where we need to grow, but it is so necessary to understand where we need to go to become more Christ-like. So I hope that time was beneficial for you. And now for a little comedy relief. I want to show you a picture of some really cute sloths that I found. Maybe you can identify with some of these sloths in the different stages of quarantine. Maybe you've been all of these in one day, or maybe you're just gradually experiencing some of them. The one with the haircut just really gets me every time I see it. It just tickles me. Not that I'm having that struggle, but it's really funny. Maybe some of you are. But... I think we can contribute a lot of how we feel throughout these, these different stages and phases of how we feel during quarantine to who we may be isolated with. That's right, 
our families. Gosh, we love them, don't we? Or maybe you're by yourself. I don't know at this point which one would be better or which one's worse. But I do know that this genuine love that we have been talking about matters even within our families. And I think sometimes when we read scripture, we, we think about love and how we are to love and serve others as the homeless, the poor, those that are sick. And those absolutely, absolutely deserve our love in every way. But I think all too often we overlook the fact that we need to be loving our families as well. Those that are closest to us has become the people that it's hardest for us to show our mercy, our compassion, and our grace right now. But it is so dramatically needed. And when we think about this genuine love, what it does is it helps us to see them as more from our lens, like I was mentioning earlier, as people, but to recognize God in them. It helps us recognize that we are each created in Christ's image. And so we carry an image of God within us, but it also helps us recognize that just as we have our human struggles, so do they. We are all struggling right now. And some examples may be the husband that looks like he's on a power trip and he's working all the time, or the mother or the wife who is stressed out and just seems to be nagging at everything, or the daughter who's lashing out, not listening and rebellious, or the son who's being, you know, all reclusive and is just on his video games all day. But when we flip the coin, when we see those people from the way God sees them, we see the husband needs security. The wife or the mother needs to know that everyone is loved and feels cared for. Or the daughter just needs some fun and spontaneity. Or the son maybe just needs purpose. In this pandemic, isolation brings a whole new level to what Paul suggests that we live in harmony. But we don't have to make this complicated. Jesus makes it very simple for us. Love God, love others. And a simple way that that could be shown to the people we love right now is through space. And I, yes, I'm talking about this space apart. Maybe we all need some, I'm going to go to the room for a while, lock the door, leave me alone. But I'm also talking about a safe space, a space just as Jesus created for so many people that he encountered while he was here, a space where we can express how we are feeling, that we can express that we are worried about what we're going through, where we have anxiety about what we come, come into when we're out of all of this. Or, you know, just to be who we are at our worst or at our best. Genuine love drops the pride and the ego and becomes about others. The more we practice mercy, the more we realize how badly we need it ourselves. Genuine love creates space for the Holy Spirit to move and to live and to thrive. Are you a candle for the Holy Spirit or are you a snuffer? Let your love be genuine. And that could mean simply hugging each other more, simply listening more, asking for help, crying, breaking down, having a tantrum, screaming. I don't know. Whatever you need, let's try to create a space for those in our families so that we can just get through this healthy and in a way that we can grow closer to God. Now, I'm a pastor of this church, but first and foremost, my ministry is with my family. And that's not something I've perfected or mastered by any means. And as disciples, first and foremost, our ministry and our mission is within our families. And we complete that mission. We walk this discipleship journey 
by reflecting genuine love. Love that doesn't exclude, love that doesn't judge or boast or gloat, but love that includes, love that supports, love that is humble and slow to react. If we practice this agape love the rest of this isolation period, we may find that we have grown closer to God accidentally because we've grown closer to our families. Let's practice flipping the coin so that we can see through God's lens, so that we can see God's image in others. Let's break down the box, throw out the labels, the stereotypes, the personality, blah, 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 whatever. Throw it out. Make room for the stories. Let's look for the humanity in others knowing that we have that same humanity in us. Let's make space for the differences and appreciate that God can still move. He can still bring his plan to fruition and we don't have to understand or know why or how. We have to do better and I believe that we can do better. Let your love be a genuine love, one that offers mercy and grace that is inclusive, compassionate, and humble. Let's pray. Loving God, I thank you for differences, for diversity, for different paths, personalities, perspectives, and opinions. I pray for bridges to connect us, for humility to overcome ego, for patience to overcome assumption, for goodness to always prevail over evil. We need your help to love in this way. We cannot do it on our own. We need your Holy Spirit to guide us, to instruct us, to continually mold us and transform us. I pray that when we overcome, that we are overcome by isolation, that whether it's us being isolated or us doing the isolating, that you will convict us strongly to step outside the boxes we have built and step into otherness. That we will love others as you have loved us. That we will show the same mercy you have shown us. That we will reflect your light and not darken it through exclusion, judgment, assumption, or difference. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who showed us agape love. He paid the price so we didn't have to. And now we live our lives in thanksgiving. Help us to reflect this thanks in all we do so that his light shines bright and true through our love. We pray these things in his precious name. Amen. roads I've been down but all I know something had to give well, something had to give cause living my life so wild and free finally caught up and oh it left me broken left me hopeless but that's when Stop!
God's mercy is, uh, is with us all the time. We know of his love at every turn. His love instills itself in, in our lives, and because of that, uh, we are able to love one another, and particularly at home. May it be that as we celebrate uh, Mother's Day that we know full well of the love of God through Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit and may that love be evident to all, particularly to those who are closest to us. Again, thank you for joining us. We have worshiped the Lord, and we have done so in, in, in spirit and in truth. And as we've done that, may we find ourselves better prepared to go and make a difference in the name of Christ. And now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 